0: It's just a matter of just keep on running. And if you get knocked down, get back up again. And like the other important thing is, is like I was discussing this on Twitter regarding publishers and agents. You know, do we get. Um,
1: You are listening to the Call to Action podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever changing world. This is episode nine of the Call to Action podcast. Today's guest for the fireside chat is Shanae Chase. Shanae is the author of The Love Mentalist, and she believes that finding your someone special is possible if we can imagine the possibilities of what-ifs. Shanae is also a body language expert who uses her talents when profiling people looking for love. Listen in to see what The Love Mentalist has to say about body language, being an independent author, and what inspires her to write her books. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode nine of the Call to Action podcast. I'm your host, Shantae, and today we're having a fireside chat with the author of The Love Mentalist. If you missed the fireside chat in episode eight, It is definitely a must listen. Our guest for that episode is TT Banks and she is a self-published author in the LGBTQ fiction category and has sold over a thousand copies of her debut novel, Breaking Protocol. So make sure you head over to check out episode eight to hear that fireside chat. Now, before we bring our guest, the love mentalist on the show, I would like to share today's motivational quote and to keep with the theme of today's Fireside Chat, it will be about love. So today's motivational quote is from Dr. Maya Angelou. Love recognizes no barriers. It jumps, hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination full of hope. So everyone, let's break barriers and move in the spirit of love. So now that we have set the tone for today's fireside chat, let's bring on our guest, the love mentalist. Everyone, please join me in welcoming our guest, the author of The Love Mentalist, Shanae Chase, to the show. Hi, Shanae. Welcome to the Fireside Chat on the Call to Action podcast. How are you today? Thank
0: you, Shantae. I am wonderful. Absolutely wonderful here in Australia. Beautiful weather.
1: Oh, that's that's right. You are in Australia. I should have remembered with this time difference, we had to coordinate (laughs) everything. (laughs) That is awesome. So, Shanae, you get to share with us as part of the icebreaker that we do here in the call to action podcast share with us and I'll give you some options you can share your superpower or you can share something that's interesting about yourself that people may not know about you or if you want you can share both
0: well I will share my one well I've got two superpowers one personally which is I can read people And especially when it comes to love, um, especially what their body says to what their words say, big difference a lot of the time. And professionally with writing, and my son hates me for this, I can sit and write a book in a week, unedited, of course. But I just have the – and I think that's from my past from writing reports – and I can just write and write and write and write. It's just create, creativity flows. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, my son hates me for that. He says, um, you know, he gave me something to do and I had it done within 10 minutes. And he said, how do you do that? <laughs> right, that's awesome though. What people don't know about me is that every day I will do one a- random act of kindness and my two boys do exactly the same thing. Um, whether it is buying a loaf of bread for somebody buying coffee for somebody um, helping somebody with their trolley even interacting on twitter um, for support Um, there's every single day I will do something and as I said my boys will do exactly the same thing and people are astonished that they go out of their way for doing things for strangers that people just ignore so I'm very proud of them for taking on the mantle.
1: Wow, I love that. I love that. To me that is like such a difference maker and I love when people do random acts of kindness.
0: Well, exactly. And I look to do I, I personally like to do it for the elderly because I I feel that they're um uh, a generation that is slowly being overlooked. So um and they're on a fixed income. So if I can make them happy with a cup of coffee or a dessert for their lunch or whatever I'm I'm quite happy to do it
1: that's very kind of you Sinead that's awesome thanks for sharing that
0: oh that's perfectly fine I hope more people out there take my advice and you know take that random act of kindness because at the end of the day it just makes you feel better that you've done something for somebody else
1: Shanae, thank you so much for sharing your superpower and how you do your random acts of kindness and even your sons. I think that's really, really wonderful. Now, we're going to go into the segment where we're talking about what inspires you. So we want to know, when did you know that you wanted to write a book?
0: Well, I always say that Inspirations Like love. When you're looking for it you can never find it and when you're not looking for it it finds you and um and and i find that round every single day whether it's people you see outside a television show just people inspire me and i originally started off working with some domestic violence women and started writing their stories they're very raw and it was a series called what happens behind closed doors And I pulled them off the um, shelf at the moment because they deserve a little bit more respect. um, So I want to re-edit those. But after writing, so I did nine and um, I published four. And I realised that all men can't be bastards excuse the expression (laughs) just hearing all these stories they were so oh look I was so crestfallen it was it was really heartbreaking so and my son said to me he says what about the story you wrote 20 years ago and I pulled it out and believe it or not I wrote this story which was originally um, I wrote it as a movie and as a single mum living in Australia like there was no internet there was hardly a computer um there was um there was something about the book that I wanted to write, you know, a man who would do anything, love, protect, even take a bullet for a woman. So <laughs> and I dragged it out and I started turning the movie into a book. So, and that's called The Last Page. And I was trying to get the, it refinished before Christmas, but I think it's going to be in, in the new year. But that sort of got my creative juices um, Flowing, And believe it or not, that book, my, I got the inspiration. My kids were watching, um, when they were very young, um, a TV show. And there was something about what the man said. And I went to bed that night and I dreamed about it. And the next morning I woke up and after breakfast, I pulled out a 280-page exercise book. And I sat there for four hours and wrote the whole story from beginning to end.
1: Amazing.
0: And as I typed it up, it, it, it expanded. But, yeah, so it was interesting. But the inspiration for the love mentalist is even quite, is even a little bit weird. I was at a girlfriend's place and I, she had the television on in the background. And there was this guy on there t- talking about pergola, pergola. That's all I kept hearing. And I said to her, can we please turn the TV off? Because in Australia, we pronounce it pergola. And it just drove me crazy. So for three nights, I had this guy in my head while I was sleeping going, pergola, pergola. And then it sort of brought up some other interesting facts with the American and the Australian sayings and all that. So after three days, I picked up a pen and paper and I um, penned 20 chapters, uh, not the whole book, just what I wanted in each chapter. So um, and, and the book quite often refers to the differences. It plays on the, you know, between him being an American male and her being an Australian, the differences. It's it's quite funny, but in the sequel, it actually even gets a little bit more crazy. So, but yeah, that's where I get my inspiration from. But yeah, so um, hopefully everybody can just look around them and find something inspiring.
1: You, You actually can learn a lot from people just by observing them. And I got to go back because I'm actually kind of interested in when you were talking about body language, yes. can you like, give, like some things that you've seen or maybe on a date or if you're talking with someone and uh, just share something that I'm interested in, just see, like
0: I'll tell you, talking to a gentleman, we're just standing there talking, like, I um, I don't even know what we're talking about. And his girlfriend came up and put her arm, you know, through his and snuggled into him and he didn't acknowledge her and he just kept talking to me because we were sort of in depth. And I said to him, I said, look, I don't want to get involved in the argument you two are going to have later on tonight. He says, what do you mean? I said, the fact that your girlfriend has come up and snuggled into you and you haven't acknowledged her is the fact that she's silently warning me to back off that you're her property, even though this is just a normal conversation. I said, which leads me to believe she is a little bit jealous of you talking to other women, and that tends to build anger, and then tonight when you get home, you're going to have an argument, and I don't want to be the cause of the argument, but now I'm sort of in the argument before it's even started, so... Have a nice night. Goodbye.
1: Oh, you just broke that all the way down from beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like little things like that that you pick on. And, like, people say different things, but their body language is telling you different words to what they're saying. Like, you know, if, anyone, if you ask anybody a yes or no answer and they hesitate and go, um, you, you know straight away, okay, this isn't going to be the truth. Normally. Yeah, so it's all to do with um, looking at what their body is saying because the body is, I think it's like 80% or 82% or something like that tells you more about what a person um, is saying than what their actual words are. So the eyes are a good giveaway as well.
1: Wow. Okay, Shanee, that was impressive. Like. <laughs>
0: Oh, look, honestly, I actually. I look when I was diagnosed with PTSD a few years ago, I found out I used to sit round and um, I had this hyper vigilance around me so I could sense when danger was coming. So I used to read people to know whether they were a threat or whether you know I could trust them or whatever, and um, that's why how I started developing this um, body language and then I, I studied it, you know. For a couple of years, I've done books, I've done um, behavioural science, I've done psychology, I've done all this, um, but I've based it all on um, profiling around love. So what leads us to do the things we do?
1: Wow. Interesting. That is very interesting. No wonder you're the love mentalist.
0: It's interesting because, you know, it's also the fact that, you know, you can tell um, what people, um, their inabilities and their abilities of finding a partner, but it's their inability to want to change certain things. Not to say that they have to change, but they've got to look at what isn't working for them to get them through to start a new relationship. It is inner work. And I'm not saying, you know, you've got to lose 20 pound or you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Look, my worst... Um, character floor is that I am hopeless at housework. I hate it, absolutely hate it. And I actually introduced that into my book, The Love Mentalist. My character, she's flawed with domestic as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we all have these. But um, yeah, so that that was like sort of the basis and the inspiration for the book. And look, you know, the book is a is a, a love story, romance story, but it's also about breaking um, a barrier about older women dating younger men yeah she's 15 he's 35 but the funny thing is I got the inspiration actually when in Australia we had the um, LGBTQ um, marriage and all that last year and it was the new generation coming through that that you know solidified and brought all these you know to the forefront and we're doing the same with climate change and all that at the moment so it was sort of a matter of every generation that evolves things change so he didn't care that she was 15 years older and but it was her moral dilemma but it was also his mother's moral dilemma but the funny thing is I gave it to a um, a book club to read there was nine people in it six women and three men and that was about four months ago and they still argue over the topic that that They will allow their daughter to date an older man but not their son. And the women who didn't have sons were quite happy to date a younger man but women who had sons were a little bit standoffish because they thought of their own sons and and wouldn't want some woman to take advantage of them. It's a good talking point point with, um, um, with book clubs to actually... As a woman, would you? Could you? Do you want to? Should you? Could, Woulda, coulda, shoulda. And then, as but as a mother, what um, what is your stand? But what right do you have to interfere with a grown man's decision? So, in a way, it's it. Look, as I said, it's purely romance. I've just intertwined these questions and um, the subplots are all create. The story so um in it's a bit of real life and a bit of interesting but she's actually um the love mentalist and she actually runs seminars helping people to find love and um she's done it for thousands of people it's the one thing she looks for herself and um yeah so it's quite interesting how it all happens but i also take it from both point of views. So it's sort of her story, then their story, then his story, then their story, and it sort of goes back. So you're actually seeing how she's thinking and what she's feeling and what he's thinking and what he's feeling. And sometimes the difference, you think, oh, my God, do men really think that way? Or Oh, my God, do women actually think that way? But the other important thing is, look, it's about two women who, look, women have a best friend they have for life they rely on they tell them their secrets their confidence so it's also a story about these two women about how and why they stay strong and how they met and that slowly unfolds throughout the story so and that that bond is very important to women everywhere because we do have that one person that we we go to
1: right right I think it keeps us sane
0: it does and like there's a line in the book where she's talking she has to face off her um you know this guy who's trying to steal her love mentalist title and she realizes something very important she's and she sort of says to herself oh the bro code is alive and kicking me in the ass at the moment (laughs) yeah so so men have their bro code and you know women have their women code and it's a matter of you know entwining the two so oh look it was a lot of fun to write but you know there's four books in the series but um it, it's it's very interesting how the two people of ages and countries how how they you know come together you know I look I for me personally it was a pleasure to write.
1: I bet it was so you said that the woman was from Australia and the guy was from America?
0: Yes and yes. And he's 15
1: it's... years younger than she is. <laughs>
0: 15 years younger
1: oh yeah that definitely sounds interesting
0: (laughs) yeah but you know what he didn't care and he chased her so um yeah so and but it just sort of breaks down those barriers of of why um why we do things and you know at the end of the day you know love is love
1: true that is very true very true Right, Shanae. So, what advice would you give to upcoming or aspiring authors?
0: Well, for me personally, I will talk about my experience, but just write and write and write and keep writing until you're finished your story. Don't go back to your chapter and you think, oh, this, is this good enough? You know, you, you, you don't know after one chapter. And I find that I had to write through the whole story. And then go back and read it. And as I edit it, I would change things. I would see my flaws. I would see the problems in my writing. Um, you know, there's a lot of misleading information out there on the internet about what you should do and what you shouldn't do, what words you should say and what words, adjectives, adverbs. It just it drives you crazy. So in your first draft, just put whatever you want in there And then you can edit it out as you go along, but at least it gives you that confidence that, hey, I have finished my first draft. So that is the important part for me of feeling that accomplishment that I had done it, I had finished it. It might not have been any good, but it gave me something to work with. Whether it's a short story or a novella or a a novel, at least you've completed something. So, um, you know... I find a lot of the information myself um, very distorting because they say you shouldn't use this word, you shouldn't use that word. And I actually was reading um, some romance novels, which um, is quite interesting. Now, I'll read these three quotes to you and they all mean the same thing. So in one book, she says, she exclaimed disappointingly. In another book, it says she exclaimed with a shade of disappointment showing in her face. And then you've got the third one. She exclaimed and arranged a suitably disappointed expression on her face. Three different, to- three different um, sentences, all meaning the same thing. Right. Now, to right. me, I write, and this is not for everybody, I write the books I want to write. I do not want to go in and read three pages on what a room looks like. I just skip over that stuff. I don't need to know that um, an arranged, assertively arranged um, disappointment was on her face. I don't, to me, I just glaze over that. So it's important to find your style. And this is what um, writers struggle with at first. What is their style? Is it dialogue driven? Is it story driven? Is it written in the first person, the second person, the third person? Is it narrated, or, or you know, one of more of the others? So that is the first thing you need to find out. So I decided a long time ago, and this is just me, that I wanted to write the story and how I wanted to write it, what I would read, what my friends would read. So that's why you know you can you have to be very careful when looking on the internet and taking advice from people that the contradictions in itself is mm-hmm. what, you know, affecting your writing. So, um, And it becomes hard because you're learning. You've got no one to turn to. And um, so we rely on the internet for this information. So I like the fact that there's um, a writer's hashtag writer's help on Twitter. So, if you have a question to pose, go there and look. There'll be somebody who's had more experience with writing who will answer your question, or um, or post a question yourself through the writing community, and and but go to Writers Help. I think you'd get a lot more um, response there. But it's um, if you have a serious question, you know, you need to um, and you need an answer ask someone you might get half a dozen different answers but at least you'll get you know something that you can work off so but that's what would be my advice just write and write and write and fix everything up it may take you five six for me 15 20 edits like it's not an easy thing but um at least you've done it it's completed so yeah that's my whole process. And I actually work with a headset. So for me, writing, you know, 100 pages in two days is nothing. I mean, when I edit it, I'll probably only end up with 40. But again, I'll just put my headset on and I'll talk and I'll talk and I'll talk and I'll elaborate maybe two or three different ways. So, but that's what works for me. It's not for everybody. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of just keep on writing. And look, if you get knocked down, get back up again. And like, the other important thing is, is like, I was discussing this on Twitter regarding publishers and agents. You know, do we get... Um, um, how many have got rejection letters? Do they say in the rejection letters what... Um, what they need it to work on or we're rejecting it or we're not just into your, your type of writing, you know. But a lot of them get nothing and it's so disheartening to think all this hard work and you've got nobody saying, oh, look, you know, um, if you work on it's a good story but you need to work on this, it gives you encouragement. So, but the funny thing is like this Wattpad out there, which to me I think, you know, I don't want anybody stealing my story but, you know, if they want to do it then that's fine because I sort of am writing modern um, which is something um, a lot of people haven't tackled yet. So it's, it's what could happen, on you know, to anybody. So um, but the with the indie publishing and KDP and Amazon, they've given us the opportunity to do what others wouldn't do for us. And the funny thing is that if you actually, bookstores can actually, Buy your book wholesale and sell it in their stores. You don't need a publisher to get it into their store, so it's going. It's slowly evolving. So um, you know, and if there's so many publishers out there and so many agents out there, just you know, they for me they should be more proactive and let people know. And look, I understand they will get slammed with thousands of um, of submissions, but. It's the fact that they don't re- reply, and they could be missing up on the, the. You know, look what happened to J.K. Rowling. Look at what happened to the girl who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. They weren't interested, but then when they wrote their second book, everybody was clamouring over them. And that's me. I mean, I, I if look, I only sent my book off to two different people. Never heard a thing, and I, and I just thought, you know, that was really heartbreaking that they didn't even acknowledge that oh, okay, it's not our type of book or whatever. So I just decided I'm just going to write and keep writing and I'll self-publish and, and I'll do it that way.
1: I have learned a lot and I love having guests on the show because you guys teach me things that I don't know. So this is really good. And now that we know about your book, where can we find it? Uh,
0: at the moment, I've only got an ebook on Amazon, but the paperback—I um, I can remember TT saying how difficult it was. It is, so I'm actually struggling with that at the moment. But the, hopefully, that'll be up by next week. So that's on Amazon as well. In the in the um, to get it in the books, any publishers listening, contact me.
1: <laughs> now you're on social media, right? I'm only on
0: Twitter. I don't have time for Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all of that stuff. I have a life.
1: What's your Twitter handle?
0: Um, At Shanae Chase. S H E N A E C H A S E.
1: Very good. Now let me ask you this: Do you have any last words that you would like to say to the listeners?
0: Well, yes. um, I just want to encourage people: look, just keep going. Just keep writing. If your first story isn't good enough, then your second story might be just keep going, encouraging yourself. don't you will always have self-doubt. I have self-doubt. People are prone to self-doubt. So keep going. Just just say, oh, okay, next, that would be it. So, but people can also contact me at my email um, author Chase at So they can also contact me there.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, Sinead, thank you so much for being a guest on the Call to Action podcast. And I hope yeah. that you enjoyed doing this fireside chat with me. I know I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, look, I, when it comes to love, I'm all about the love.
1: That's why you are the love mentalist.
0: Well, it's taken me years to get there. But yeah, it, it you know, it's really interesting for me to sort of sit back and I can tell when a man or a woman's lying to each other, you know, and, it, and I, I, look, I never say anything, but, um, but it's just, I sort of laugh inwards to myself, I, you know, you know what's going on. It's just like some people on Twitter, you know their scam accounts by the way they write. One of the things that people probably don't know is that I spent three months on dating websites learning the tricks of scammers. And and it was amazing how many men tried to pick me up and I had the worst photo in the world on there. Like it was, to me, that's all learning and research and all that. So, yeah, that was was very interesting. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed my chat and um, the writing community. Um, Hello to all and speak through the buttons
1: thank you and everyone thank you for listening and stay inspired and motivated and let's break barriers with love until next time Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me on my blog at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips to help navigate this ever-changing world. Until next time.